was terrible. Let me start that. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome to the We Don't Wanna Podcast. This is normally the show where we really don't want to. But for the start of this new series, we honestly don't yet know if we wanna. So come along and join us as we continue our journey through the new Wheel of Time show. I am Scott, and joining me as always is my co-host... He could never be blue, you guys. There's just not enough men to keep him company. It's Zachary <laughs> Dackery! <laughs> uh, that's a good one. One man is, is just not enough for you, Zach, is what I hear. This is, uh, you're talking about the campfire scene, right? Uh, well, I mean, that ties into it. She, she tells Moraine, like... <laughs> Moraine says she could be blue, and she's like, nah, that's just not enough men for me. <laughs> that's hilarious. That's that's really good. And then they go off, and they have a lovely uh, Devil's Three-Way later in the episode. Which hey, I'm, oh, I'm sure we Eiffel will, Tower action. Oh, boy. I'm sure we will get more into that uh, in a bit, because that was a fun scene. Um, how are you doing today, pal? Dude, I'm doing good. Uh, dude. 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 You know. Dude. <laughs> feeling pretty glonky <laughs> what the fuck is glonky <laughs> it's one of those uh internet meme videos oh, you know gross you know those children's videos them children's uh the youths yeah. as i like to say yeah the them damn youths. them damn youths uh yeah, yeah. definitely feeling glonky man uh so is glonky is g- good yeah hell yeah dude, okay excellent yeah sure i it sounds bad but okay I'll take your word for it. <laughs> <laughs> so, you know, I know that this is going to be going up. Oh, actually, this is going up tomorrow. This is going I up forget, like tomorrow, my friend. I forget that these are uh, these are turn and burn. These are our turn and burns. Yeah, this is uh, uh, this is our our quick cast. Well, relatively, <laughs> it is Thanksgiving weekend. We hope everybody yeah. out there had a killer Thanksgiving. Uh, hopefully you ate a fuck ton of food. I know I got stuffed in more ways than one. Oh boy. <laughs> Howdy doody. Um, there it is. But no, uh, I'm doing actually really good, man. I, I got to see some family. It was a ton of fun. I ate, I really did actually eat a lot of fucking food. Uh, I basically shit myself all weekend because of how much food I had. <laughs> Fair enough. That's, that's always an excellent time. I know. So. I'm here um, for it. I'm here for you shitting yourself. We all know yeah. that. Yep, yep, yep. Uh, how are you doing, man? I'm doing fine. Uh, you know, I had a nice, quiet Thanksgiving, ate some good food, but mostly slept because uh, I, I, of course, had to work this weekend. Uh, you're, you always, you're like a cat. Yeah. <laughs> no, I'm like a yeah. bear. Remember, a bear is we establish as my spirit animal. Oh, I just okay. want to right. hibernate all the time. Bear, bear works. Bear works for sure. Um, well, that's good, man. I'm glad. Uh, glad that you had a good Thanksgiving. Uh, it was pretty quiet on your end. Yeah, just quiet, simple. You know, that's the way I like it. I'm enjoying okay. some delicious herbal tea right now as we record. So, fucking it's a very, right, very dude. good. That sounds great. Um. Yeah, man, we're we're back. We're talking some fucking wheel of time. Yeah, we are. You know, this, this is this is a hell of an episode. 
there's a lot to dive into in this episode. This this episode, I'm just going to go out on a limb here and proclaim this right now. You know what? I had some reservations coming out of episode three. We did, uh, of course, a little three-episode burst last week. This is kind of the first, the first week we've had where we kind of had a week off to... You know, uh, contemplate process. and recharge. Yeah, process before jumping back in. And I had some reservations coming out of episode three. I did not love that episode. I was worried about where are we going. But um, I feel pretty confident in saying this was my favorite episode so far. Uh, yep, I have that in my notes as well. <laughs> okay, yeah, not so. To... Let's let's just start with that. Yeah, uh, this was. This was a banger. This man. episode was a banger, but but it's also interesting because it's like it's almost warring halves of this show because one storyline I care about a ton and am super interested in. One storyline I'm like, meh on and the last one I could not give less of a shit about. I'm like, get back to the cool stuff. <laughs> so <laughs> that's interesting. We can go more into depth on that. Uh, but yeah, I I thought this episode was an absolute banger, especially you know, like towards the end. Well, I was uh I was actually talking with my brother in law. Um this episode so like as a fan of like you know like Game of Thrones and things like that, right? Uh, anytime I've told somebody to get you know to try giving Game of Thrones a watch, I usually will say, give it till episode five. Sure. Right. Episode five is when they fight uh, outside the brothel, right? With uh, with oh, Ned and, uh, Ned and Jamie. Attacked. Sure. And it just it kind of feels like stuff actually gets set in motion in that episode. Um. Not to say that one through four are bad, because, I, I mean, I absolutely love them to death. And yep. that's because I have the the perspective of the show going back and rewatching and saying, oh, my sure. God, I love them. But as far as a new series to get into, somebody who's, like, just kind of testing the waters, I would say, look, give it five episodes and see how you feel. If you're into it, hell yeah. If you're not, then you may not be into it later. Sure. Right? Uh, and that's kind of how I feel about this. Like, this is the episode that's, like, this might well, be well. All right then. <laughs> yeah, yeah, for sure. Uh, yeah, it's 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 good. We'll go through the rundown and kind of give our feelings on it. Um, so this, uh, yeah. So same format as last time. Very quick recap on this episode. What happens here? We learn more about our guy Logan, the dragon or false dragon. Um, we see him being captured. Uh, we see a lot of cool shit with him and. The Aes Sedai. We also get a little bit more of our story with uh, with Matt and Randikin. Randikin Skywalker. Mm-hmm. Uh, we also see uh, some really, really uh, interesting stuff with our boy Tom. And uh, some nice farm people. <laughs> 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 with Randikin and, uh, and Matt. Oh, farm and we people. Get some... We hardly knew ye. <laughs> Uh, we, uh, you know, in our other storyline, we also see some somewhat interesting stuff with Egg and Perrin. I feel like Scott might disagree there. You're being very generous <laughs> there, but <laughs> um, we got a couple bangers of lines. I think in there, I have a couple quotes from okay. from their from their conversation. Sure. Um, and then we jump back to some fucking 
all-out bullshit that happens with the Aes Sedai and our guy Loghain. Very fun battle sequence, and uh, it seems like possibly the end of Loghain. Yeah, yeah. We we can go we can go a little bit deep on that. Uh, to to kind of backtrack here, I this episode is packed with lore, like oh, a yeah. lot a lot of like little stuff too, like just like little clarifications, like. We go, you know, we get a lot more info on the Aes Sedai kind of as a, you know, an organization, kind of how they're structured. You know, we get more info on, like, what they expect the dragon to be, like, kind of, you know, what the powers that these people could have or, like, you know, why some men seem to, like, be mad uh, with the power um there's so much good little lore chunks uh especially in the Aes Sedai camp scenes and then yeah the the episode the way that episode ends with the banger of an action scene um I thought it was just absolutely fantastic yeah this was was real good 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 it was real good um (sighs) okay well I'm done jizzing in my pants on this recap uh let's (laughs) Let's fucking talk about this. Yeah, so to start the episode off, uh, we are introduced to our guy, Loghain. Um, this is like the kingdom of Gel- Gelden. Gelden? Uh, Gelden. I-, I have it spelled here, but I don't exactly know. We're going to struggle a lot with pronunciations. Just <laughs> be aware of that. Uh, I didn't know his name yet, so I was calling him Magic Man. And I, I liked Magic Man Loghain? as a name. Yeah. So I kind of referred to him a lot as Magic Man in... Who's this. El Diablo, then? <laughs> El Diablo is the one of the devil, the devils on his shoulder that we okay. see here in a second. No, 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 that's the name of them. One's Magic Man, one's El Diablo. Yeah, I know. That's... Uh, El the Diablo two devils. Is, oh, no, but he's Magic Man. Okay, fair he's enough. He's my Magic Man. Um, Yeah, Magic Man is attacking this, like, kingdom... Uh, the king is like wounded. He's running from him, but he catches him. He tells the magic man that the silver crown will never be his. I don't know if that's something special or if like just the crown of this kingdom. It's like the Iron Throne. Sure. Magic man is like, what is the crown to the dragon reborn? And king man here is like, hey, I've sent word to the White Tower and the Aes Sedai are going to come get you. And Magic Man is like, those women should be following me, but they're afraid that the dragon will break the world again. Uh, but he's like, what they don't understand is that the dragon could also save it. Magic Man has like these little ghost devil phantom things on his shoulders. It's usually like, you know, the whole thing is like one devil and one angel. These both just seem to be devils because they're just like, you should kill this dude. You should kill this king. He'll betray yeah. you. Yeah. I also I also have a a comment on this and I um So I refuse to watch anything without subtitles. Mm-hmm. I just feel like you you miss a lot without subtitles. True. Uh but also to be fair, there could be possible spoilers. Did you catch this? The name uh, was the there... name of one of them. One of the shadows was named Elusha. Okay. And there was not a name for the other one. Interesting. And we know at the end of this episode, they kind of like rob Homeboy of his power. Right. 
So I am a little confused. Hopefully that's not something I should not know already. Um, but hey, I mean, look, you, you guys are getting the raw, unfiltered fucking right. take on this. These are the notes I am taking while I'm watching the episode. See, the trick was just to to not take notes on the names, and then you wouldn't be spoiled because you wouldn't remember like me. So, well, <laughs> I, I thought it was important. I was like, oh, see, he's seen oh, this. Gotcha. He's hearing this fucking weird voice named Alusha. Who I wonder who that is. Uh, interesting. Well, yeah, he's he's hearing these voices. They're just like, yo, you should kill this king. Like, he's going to betray you and whatever. Uh, the king's like, oh, you're already mad. And he tries to stab him. But Magic Man stops him. But then Ooh, instead can, of, can I say the quote? Can I say the quote? Sh- well, here I think it's coming here in a second. Yeah. Uh, he heals his wound. I was like, oh, he's about to murder the shit out of this guy. But he doesn't. He heals yeah. him and gives him back his dagger. And what is the quote he hits us with, Zach? He says, oh, it's good. He says, there is a place for anyone at my side, even my enemies. The last dragon broke the world, but I planned to bind it. What a good dude. <laughs> what, a a nice, good... what a nice guy Magic Man is. I, I wrote after that, hmm, very interesting. Very interesting indeed. Uh, this uh, Loghain, this magic man, he was uh, interesting while he lasted. <laughs> yeah, I'm just gonna, I'm just gonna come out and say this. I, uh, I had him pegged way wrong. I thought he was corny. Like you know the the quick sh- like shot we get of him in, oh, in la- at, the at the end of, of the last yeah, last yeah, episode. Yeah. Uh-huh. Uh I thought he was kind of a badass. Yeah. You know, in this episode, I was like. Okay, was he's, not expecting that. He's kind no, of a badass. He's kind of cool. He's kind of cool, and he he has a, a, some banger of some lines for sure, especially like that one you just did. Um, so yeah, that is basically this whole sequence before the credits. Here, uh, after the opening credits, we jump to the Aes Sedai camp. Oh, right. uh, one quick note. I mm-hmm. should say, um, I don't know why. Apparently, I'm a fucking noob. But this is the first time in this episode that I actually watched the opening credits and the theme. Are you serious? Yeah, uh, it's good. I watched. It's it, good. I like the art quite a bit. I watched the first. I watched it for the first episode, and then I've skipped it since. So now I don't remember it. If I mean, gotcha. Honest. It it's actually very good. Okay, fair enough. It's very weird that you chose to comment on that on episode four, Zach. But I just hey again, raw unfiltered notes, man. This this is what I was thinking. I was like, "Ah, I haven't seen this before. This is cool. Fair enough. So uh, Moraine is getting healed at this Aes Sedai camp, and this uh, Aes Sedai that is healing her, her name is Karene. 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 Okay. Mm -hmm. She looks like she's like exhausted or like you know like fatigued by doing this healing and moraine is like what the hell you've held back armies how could you healing this wound have tired you and karene is like well it hasn't but he has speaking of course of our dude magic man right Uh, this is kind of like the first hint we get that like this this guy is this yeah this guy is some hot shit, dude. This dude is, like, crazy powerful. So now they're walking to, like, go see them. See him. Right. Uh, Karene says, listen, he may be a false dragon, but he has thousands following him. And only three of us, Leandrin, Alana, and Karene, 
are basically strong enough to keep him from using the one power. But even still, they have to work in pairs, basically. So two of these, like, super powerful Aes Sedai uh, basically have to, you know, pair up and shield this dude, uh, which is a very important thing that we see throughout this episode. And it's it's interesting. It's like... um. It's like they're like suppressing his power right. is what they're doing. They're basically it's, creating like a force field that they then correct contract around him so he can't like he can't like it seem to like use his power through it basically. Right. And every shot we get of him he basically looks like Goku in the, in the fucking healing chamber just like just sitting there. He's just no, Eyes closed. I I got more of a uh like uh Qui Gon Jinn meditating. In the okay. Yes. The, the the Darth Maul fight. Uh, yeah. He's just kind of sitting in this cage with his eyes closed. Looks like he's meditating. Um, Moraine asks them. They're like, "Hey, so how? If he's so powerful, how did you capture him?" Leandrin, who is our uh, red Aes Sedai. She says, you would have liked it, Marine. We crept into his camp as he slept and shielded him. Then they used a little lightning to scare off his army. So, just for some context, do we want to get into kind of the, like, different colors here? Yeah, a little bit. talk about that a little bit? Yeah, let's, so... The only one that I have, like, as a major note is just the the red, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, I can't remember. Are they just called the reds? Or just, they like, just red call cloaks? them reds, yeah. Okay. Just reds, um, yeah. The red cloaks are coming. <laughs> exactly. Uh, so am I. Um, <laughs> you usually are. <laughs> <laughs> so they seem to be what I, what I am understanding as a type of, like, I don't know that I want to say law enforcement, but, like, some type of authority, right? Um, yeah. They're, like, the Justice Department, kind of. Or, like, like the vibe I also got off the was, like... Yeah, well, like, Spanish Inquisitors is kind of the the vibe I get off of them. <laughs> okay, all right, um, yeah, I see that. They're, like, the freaking Inquisition over here. Um, I, So... We only see three colors. We uh, well, three colors that we know of for sure. I don't know if there are more. If we just haven't met any yet, but yes, red. And I don't know if Leandrin here is like the red leader. If there even is a leader for the red, she's at the very least seems like she's a senior red member. Red leader. Red, yes, she's she's a uh, red leader over here. Um, and then we have blues who the only one we have seen and who we know of is Moraine. Moraine. And then we have Greens, who we get two of, uh, Alana and Karene. And the way the blues were kind of described, it seems like they're more intel, spy, scouts, kind of work-in-the-shadow types, is the vibe I got off of them. Does that sound about right? Yeah, um... Like clever, yeah, resourceful, kind of lone yeah, wanderer yes. types. I I, th- I think that's like I I also could take it as like um, like the the parlay, you know, like um, 
Like, like diplomatic, you, maybe? Yeah, yeah. Marines um, doesn't seem, like, super diplomatic, though. Well, no, but, I mean, think about it like this. If she's tasked with going and retrieving them, like, she's the one that's, like, going out. Like, she's the messenger, right? Like, the person who's good with words or, you know, something like that. Sure. Like, the The reason I said more, like, spies and, like, subtlety and kind of, like, special ops stuff like that is because of, like, Leandrin made the comment about how, like, Oh, you would have liked it. It would have worked for you how we crept into his camp as he slept. And then okay, right, also right. later when Moraine and Alana are talking, she says something to the effect of like, oh, you're being very subtle right now. You would have made a good blue. So that's kind of the vibe I got off them. But yeah, I guess it, it could go a bunch of different ways still. And then the greens, you know, we get a pretty easy peasy, like standard, you know, uh, description of them. They're they're basically warriors. Uh, they right. are like the fighting Aes Sedai. So this was all, you know, this was kind of spread throughout the episode, and this stuff I was like eating up. I was loving it. I was like, these Aes Sedai are interesting. All these characters are cool and interesting. I want to know more about them. And I was super into it. I I can't figure out if I like Leandrin. I like I don't know that I like I think it might be the actress. I just find her interesting. Like Dude, I don't know if okay. I like her, but she's interesting. Um I think they're all interesting. I I basically loved all these scenes in the I said I camp. I thought they were all fantastic. Yeah, yeah. Um anyway, kind of to get back to the recap here, uh Moraine asks how the madness is. And they say the same or worse than any man who can channel the power. Uh, he proclaimed himself the dragon and tried to march on the tower. Leandrin is basically like, listen, he doesn't need a trial. We should just uh, gentle him uh, right here and now. And Karene is like, listen, the Amerlin seat, which seems to be the head of the Aes Sedai order, commanded them to bring him to the tower for trial so that's what we're gonna do yeah so like i i didn't actually i guess what you're saying does make the most sense i didn't take the amulet seat as like the head of the Aes Sedai. i just i kind of felt it might be just kind of like a central government of sorts or I don't know. I guess. I guess maybe you're right. Maybe it is like the like the council, right? Like the like the the Jedi Council. Well, it could be. I suppose like not necessarily the Aes Sedai specifically, but like a more overall governing body. But if I'm not mistaken, we can we'll get to it later here in my notes. But I definitely took a note where they're talking about the Amberlin seat and. I think it might be uh, the Axe dude who tells Land that the Amberlin Seat is still furious with Moraine or something like that. We'll have to get to it here in my notes here. I okay. can't okay. find it, but we can go a little bit more on that. So, yeah, they're going to bring him to the, tr- the, the tower for trial. Uh, Moraine says that she's regained her strength and that she will help with the burden of containing him. Uh, Leandrin makes a quip here about how, oh, that's typical you, Moraine. You are selfless to a fault, which I find interesting. I just love any character insights in Moraine because she's awesome. 
Yeah, she is really fucking cool. Uh, she powers up her shield, and when Leandrin drops hers, you can tell Moraine is, like, shocked by just, like, even half of this dude's power. Yeah, uh, one of them, I think Alana makes a comment uh, about, like, yeah, that feels like shit, right? Yeah. That's yeah. only half his power, That's bro. only half his power, right. And you can He's tell, Frieza. like, this is, <laughs> this dude has four more forms after this. Uh, <laughs> yeah, they uh, they are having troubles, to say the least, containing him, and it is, like, physically exhausting them for sure. Uh, then we cut outside, and Lan and this new character, uh, Double Axe Dude, uh, I believe his name is Steppen. His so name call... is Pseudo Jorah Mormont. Well, I call him Steppenwolf because his name is actually Steppen, but he is basically Jorah Mormont. <laughs> he does look like Jorah <laughs> quite a bit. Does. Uh, yeah, now that you said that, I'm definitely making that connection. Uh, him and yeah, Lan and Steppenwolf are training and you know having a nice chat. They're doing know. this this cute dance together. This cute dance, warder to warder, you know, having a good time. They're uh, touching tips. Yeah, not quite, but uh, Steppenwolf says that there are more problems right now and fewer Aes Sedai to handle them. Oh, here it is. Okay, here's it was closer than I thought it was. Uh, Steppenwolf tells Lan that the Amerlin seat still doesn't like Moraine and threatened to fetch you two home personally. So this is where I got the, the impression that this is like an individual person and mm. that it's, uh, yeah. Cause I'm pretty sure he says she threatened to fetch you home personally. Oh, so I think this is just like, I think this is the head of the Aes Sedai is, is my okay. guess. Um, and she has beef with Moraine, and it sounds like she didn't want Moraine and Lan out doing, you know, whatever it was they were doing, trying to find the dragon. Um, so that was very interesting to me. Um, Steppenwolf goes into the tent to have a chat with uh, his girl, Karene. He is her warder, it seems like. Uh, <laughs> I, I just, I liked these two kind of immediately. They have a chat and a chuckle about Moraine and Lan and basically how lame they are. Um, not not like lame. They just talk about how I think one of them makes a quip about how oh, can you imagine their dinners? Like they just don't talk much. Right. They're like they're just really... they're just too serious. Yes, they're very serious. They kind of keep to themselves uh, while these two are just like having a laugh, having a good time. Karane says she she definitely has the utmost of respect for Moraine, though. Steppenwolf tells Karene that Leandrin and the Reds are up to no good. And Karene assures him they won't cross the Amerlin seat. Yeah, this is definitely a person because he then tells her, listen, she's not here. The Amerlin seat is not here. Uh, he also makes a good quip here when she tells him, oh, you worry more than you used to. And he's like, well, I sleep less, so I've got plenty of time to worry. <laughs> and I'm like, I kind of like both of these two. Uh, yeah, it didn't go super hot for, well, either, really either of them by the end of this episode. Yeah. Yeah, I I really like Jorah. Pseudo Jorah is you, pretty tight. You do like Pseudo Jorah? Yeah, I do. Steppenwolf. He's, he's cool as fuck. AKA what the double fuck is Steppenwolf? Steppenwolf? What's wolf? You No, Steppenwolf. I don't know what that is. 
Zachary, sometimes with you, I just, I just don't even know what to do. What is Steppenwolf? Are you really this young also? Is this just a, is this me being a boomer thing? Yes, probably. Okay. Uh, Steppenwolf is a very, very famous classic rock band. Oh, interesting. You ever heard the song um, Born to be Wild? Born to be Wild. Yeah. That's Steppenwolf. Magic Carpet Ride, that's Steppenwolf. I had no idea that that was the name of that band. <laughs> God damn it, Zach. Yeah, dude. Fuck. Uh, you just made me feel so old, by the way. Well, you are. I'm so. not that much older than you, dick. Doesn't even know who Steppenwolf is. Let us know in the comments that Zach should know who Steppenwolf is. We, there's not comments know, on, there's not. on episodes. I, See, look, there you I are, just, just like showing your age that. again. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> uh, we get a, Next, it moves to a very quick moment of Perrin and Egwene... They decide to travel with the Tinkers, and that's kind of that. I, I'm a little, uh, I, I don't hate their stuff, but I definitely care about it much less than the others, which is very upsetting because I really, really like Perrin. That's what I was about to say. In the first three episodes, I liked Perrin a lot. But every time I it cut back to Perrin and Egg, I just I had to suppress like a groan. I was like, mm, "This is so boring. I don't care about any of this." And maybe it'll get interesting eventually, because I do really like Perrin. But I was just like not having it for these scenes. That's fair. I mean, it's definitely it's definitely the most like it's it's the the Perrin and Egg scenes are like where the show writers were like, all right, let's give everybody a breather. Yeah. I mean, so it's it's definitely the kind of, like, soft spots of the episode. Yes. But there's just also, like, you can still have soft spots and have, like, interesting, interesting character sure. moments or, like, good lore building, and I feel like it doesn't even have that for me. So, Well, there's a couple of good conversations. Not till later, so, you know, either sure. way. Okay, so moving forward, Matt and Randikin, they're on horseback with Tom, and uh, Randikin is just kind of mistrusting Tom. He's, he's just like, why being the fuck a dick. are we? Yeah. He's... I do not like Randikin. Yeah, he sucks, man. <laughs> he um, sucks. And, it, and it's very quick. There's not really much that comes out from that. Then we get back to more of the good stuff. Uh, so we get a cut back to Moraine, and she is still suppressing Loghain's power. Mm-hmm. Uh, she does make a comment about she always knew that women couldn't see men's weaves. Yeah. I don't uh, think she's talking about hair, by the way. <laughs> I don't think she's talking about <laughs> hair. You're right. Um, but the experience itself, she basically she's very, very impressed yeah. by her actually like coming in contact with this type of power. Right. Uh, yeah, again, another reason that I was like, this little gain guy, right? He kind of fucks, man. Yeah, but Dude also has like a big dick. Just a little bit more lore here, like you know, like I'm assuming what she's referring to when she's talking about weaves is like it seems like whenever they use the one power, there's kind of like the intricate like right hand like motions the... they do like to basically like channel it and summon it. And I I'm guessing he doesn't 
have to do that or apparently they just can't see it. I think it's I think it's just I don't think it's actually the hand motions. I think it's like the actual like the actual the magic the actual itself. like light you know like when when moraine and the other eyes that i are doing right. it like it's all like white like right. coming out his was and like with him black. it's like black with those like shadows so okay i guess yeah. you just they can't see the actual magic itself yeah that that probably sounds more right okay um so i did take down a note it was immediately answered but again like, this is for you guys to see how we're processing this right so I hear this and I pause the show and I'm like, okay, so when men are given the one power or they're born with the ability to use the one power, are they just kind of like inherently very powerful with it? And so that's why the eyes to die try and like stop them. Uh, like that's where they come into, you know, into play or is it more of just like, um, like the men get corrupted by it. So in order in order to stop them from, you know, misusing the power or, you know, like letting the corruption take over, that's why they stop them, right? Uh, very interesting stuff. Uh, they, we do get a very quick kind of exchange here. I think it's Alana. I can't remember if it's Alana or not. It could be Karene. Uh, one of them tells Moraine, um... This is Alana here that she's talking to. It is Alana? Okay, yeah. all right. She says that she's come in contact with a lot of very powerful men, but th- this is another level. Like, this right. is this is something else. She says he's stronger than anything she's ever seen. So, yeah, so I, I guess it's it's not just, like, it's not just, oh, men are powerful with the one power. He, definitely. He has definitely, like, kind of sharpened it up, if if you will. Right. Yeah, there's there's a couple interesting like lore tidbits here in like Alana and Moraine's conversation. Um, so I think the different orders, colors, whatever you want to call them in the Aes Sedai are called Aja, is what I have here because uh, when Moraine is talking to Alana, she says you could have been a blue Aja. Uh, this is where, this is where she makes the crack about Alana's like nah one warder would never do, uh, which is very <laughs> funny because she has a couple of dudes with her and it seems like it seems like all blues are just kind of like one warder only. Um, she chose green because she thought it was heroic. Uh, the greens are battle Aja warriors trained to to, to defend humanity. Um, and Alana's like listen. The end of the age is here, and she basically is, like, asking me range. She kind of is, like, well, theorycrafting almost. She's like, what if the dragon doesn't break the world, and he's supposed to be there for, like, the final battle, but we let the reds gentle him? Uh, she's like, that seems like that could be bad. What if, what if that, you know? Right. Um, so it's kind of an interesting exchange for sure between these two. Uh, and then he almost busts out. There's there's a moment here where they almost lose control, but they do manage to hold him. Right. I mean, and I think it's it's a very. Um, I don't know that I want to necessarily say like just character moment. It could be more just kind of like a definition of these factions, if you yeah, want to call them, sure. you know, like. Obviously, Leandrin is thinking of this more of like law and order type, where yes. like eliminate the threat, mm-hmm. right? 
where right, she's right, seeing exactly. this as like he could be a tool for battle, um, you know, and Moraine is obviously like, well, we need to harness his like, like f- we need to figure it out, right? Like it's more of it's more of like a thoughtful, yeah, inquisitive and thoughtful about it. Like we see later, she like stops to have like a conversation with him, you know, whereas the others are more just like fight or hold him or like yeah like you said like Alana is almost positing this as like since she's part of the battle order she's like hey what if we need him for that battle you know what I'm saying right exactly so I I do appreciate how kind of these these factions these lines drawn and you know these characters do what we're seeing from them do seem to line up with that very well and I think that's cool yeah, yeah, I agree. Um, in the middle of this conversation, Moraine loses concentration for a second, and uh, an old boy releases some of his power, and they're like, "Oh, fucking shit!" Well, gotta not do that again. Yeah. Uh, and they struggle to kind of continue to su- suppress him. And the, the again, the coolest thing—he's just sitting there, legs crossed, he's a strong eyes closed. Boy. He is a strong boy. Yeah, for sure. So then we have a a nice little chat uh, between Leandrin and Nenave. Nenave has kind of been hanging out on the outskirts of the camp this entire time because obviously she does not trust the Aes Sedai. I do have to say, uh, Nenave comes around on me quite a bit in this episode. Too. Yeah, she, I I was a little down on her after the last couple episodes, but yeah, I did like her in this episode a lot. She shows, like, I feel like more personality in this episode for sure well and what's funny too is (laughs) is during the episode not quite here but amanda was like dude what if she's the fifth one that the dana mentioned and i was like she is young she could Um, be the right age amanda called that huh she really did yeah damn i mean it's we don't know that i guess for sure yet but it certainly seems like that could be the case right 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 uh, so yeah, Landrin and Nenev are having a chat. Leandrin, okay, so here's where I guess we do get a little more clarification. Leandrin says Moraine chose the blue Aja. Uh, Leandrin says, of course, this is probably her, uh, you know, she's obviously a little biased, but she says, they're little more than spies who inflate their own importance. And Nenev, Nenev has a cutting remark back here, and she says, she asks, well, are the reds any different? And Leandrin says that the Reds protect the world from anyone who would misuse the One Power, even other Aes Sedai. So they're like internal affairs, also. You know, they'll they'll uh, <laughs> they'll they'll get their own people in trouble if they think it's necessary. Um, Land rocks up here, my dude, Lan. Um, and Leandrin takes off. Nanave makes a comment to Lan. She's like. She's a snake. Uh, she's a snake. She says that woman is a snake, and I'm like, oh, so the Reds are Slytherin then, uh, dude. I was just about to say, and the name's like that fucking person's a Slytherin for sure. Uh, yeah. Uh, and Lan and the Nave have a conversation. Lan basically promises her, like, listen, we're gonna get this magic man to the White Tower soon, and when we do, uh, we have resources there, and we'll use them to find your friends. I promise. Um. So yeah, then. <laughs> You'll probably talk more about this. The next line I just have is, so we find out the Tinkers are like pacifists. 
Uh, I like Perrin, but this plot line is boring. <laughs> yeah, my note here says uh, Perrin and Egg are traveling with the Tinkers, and uh, they are dumbfounded that the Tinkers don't use weapons. The woman tells, I think her name is Isla, uh, the woman tells them that if they die, uh, they return to the Earth and are born again. Uh, the will returns all. She also asks Perrin, have you ever been in a battle? Have you ever picked up a sword, a bow and arrow, an axe? And she looks at him. Axe, you say? (laughs) And you can tell that he's like a little upset by this. And she says, and she says, and is your life better since you've picked up that axe? And it is cutting. It is it's he's just like I just feel for him. I mean, I, I just like Perrin and his story. I feel for him too, but uh, this logic just doesn't hold any water for me because if he doesn't pick up the axe, they both die, and it's like look, I understand, right? But I'm just saying, and he, for this she, now in his situation, yes, like that that shakes him for that sure. That is cutting because that's all yeah. he can think about. He Correct. doesn't think about the fact that he saved their lives, but then also simultaneously, exactly. you know, you're right. For sure. So anyway, um, just before this, we had seen uh, Randikin and Tom and Matt. Uh, they they spot a farm, mm-hmm. and they are like, ah, you know, we could crash in their barn for the night. They won't even notice. Well, the family does notice, and the family's yeah, there. They're all hanging out, just like right yeah, there. Yeah, they're like. <laughs> Right fucking there. They're Got a right bow drawn on him. him. Uh, anyway, they just, they talk them down. They kind of get out of this, like, tough spot where, where you know, they think that they're trying to rob them or something like that. And Randigan does do some smooth talking and is like, look, dude, I'm, I'm being honest with you. Like, we were going to sleep in your barn and leave in the morning. Like, we, we just need a place. So, you know, they relent and they kind of help him out. Uh... We go forward a little bit here, and Matt is not doing so hot. Definitely not. I think vomiting darkness is probably bad. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I was going to make a bad joke about cum. Of course you were. About black cum, but look, <laughs> uh, that's never happened to me. So it's not I, even relatable. Yeah. I, I Has mean, it happened to you? <laughs> No, uh, this is just very on brand here. Um, I it took me a minute. I was like, where did we see this darkness before? I was well, like, this is the stuff from the city, right? Yeah, and I realized that like almost immediately. It was just another demonstration of how terrible my memory is. But I was like, fuck, <laughs> this looks so familiar. Where have I seen this? So oh, right, the creepy ass city. Is this to be taken as as the the blade that he stole is kind of like corrupting him? Or? It it certainly seems that way. And here's my question. Because mm-hmm. Tom and Randikin basically have a chat here, and Tom tells uh, Randikin that Matt has got all the signs of having the power, but then uh, it corrupting him. It corrupts him. This is this is a very interesting lore tidbit here. He says, "At the end of the last age, the Dark One corrupted the One Power, so men couldn't use it without going mad. So apparently." All men who use the one power go mad, if we're to believe what Tom is saying here. Right. And he says, Matt's got all the signs. What I am curious about is, 
does he indeed have like the one power madness or is this all just due to like the dagger the dagger right i took it as the dagger um i'm kind of leaning that way as well i mean the I'd... dagger is also kind of possessed or corrupted by right. by darkness it certainly in seems some form yeah yeah so i mean it could just be you know by proxy yeah I think I don't think he's like going mad because of the power. I think he's basically possessed by this darkness dagger. Right. Is my right, guess. Right. And Tom is just misunderstanding it as something else. Right. Well, I Tom mean, doesn't know the nature of the dagger. So. Right. Exactly. Right. Um, Tom also tells us that uh, basically. So we've talked a little bit about like this gentling of people. And it basically it's like it seems like it's well, cutting gentle them. me, daddy. <laughs> God damn it. It's cutting <laughs> them off from the power, uh, more or less, to where they can't use it anymore. But he says right. once they've tasted it, they're kind of never the same ever again. Because uh, he had a nephew that this happened to, and the nephew like killed himself eventually. Yeah, and it wasn't even just like spiraling into madness killing himself. Like The dude was just like at the dinner table... And took his, like, like normal, and took his knife and slit his throat. Yeah, but, like, just not, yeah, like a concern in the world about it. It's it's very creepy. Yeah. Uh, so, rough, rough story from Tom. So, kind of, like, back and forth from Tom giving this story, which was good. It mm-hmm. was a good dialogue session. I mean, I, I liked it. Um, Matt, he so he's spitting up this black stuff, and one of the daughters of the farmer... Uh, comes out and says, yeah, she gives him a, a loaf of bread and says, my, you know, my mommy told me to come thank you for your hard work and give you this loaf of bread. Matt tries talking with her, like asking her what her name is, and she's like, well, my mom told me I, I can't talk to you. She said, after I give you their thanks, I have to go back inside. And he's like, well, you haven't done that yet. Uh, and she's like, well... uh." Yeah, so what? <laughs> Basically, <laughs> like, yeah, I'm... Whatever. Uh, they have a little bit of a chat, and she ends up giving him a doll. Because mm-hmm. he, he he brings up, you know, his, his younger sisters. She obviously reminds him of his younger right. sisters. Right, 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 right. Uh, so she gives him a doll, and it's just... It's very touching. Yeah. Uh, especially for where this goes. We she have- does say something to the extent of, like... like uh. Like maybe he'll show the the doll like the world yeah, or something like she that. Says, right? He he says like oh, I couldn't take that from you, and she says no, I have lots of dolls, and this one always wanted to see the world or something like that. It's so sweet. It's very sweet, and I, you know, instinctually, you know, years of watching Game of Thrones should have should have taught me to know that this family was doomed. But I guess I just <laughs> never learned my lesson. <laughs> Anytime anyone has like a really like oh you know hey this is like I'm gonna this tell you my story. You. We're gonna have this tender moment. Hey, I love you. They're gonna die like immediately. I should have known. I should have. Yeah. Fucking known. Yep. 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 Um. So. This is where it cuts back to the nave, right? Correct. At the campfire. This, this is, is a campfire this party. Is this is a great. Maybe scene. one of my favorite scenes yeah. in this episode. So the nave is hanging around the campfire with all the warders. Um, getting kind of chummy. They're having a laugh. Yeah. Yeah. Definitely. Um, we do get a a. Uh, kind of something that you and I had speculated about, like just kind of what 
is their relationship, mm-hmm. right? Like Warder and Aes Sedai. And we learn from our boy Lan uh, that there is no bond, not husband and wife, not mother and child, that is closer than the bond of an Aes Sedai and her warder. Right. And immediately afterwards, we have two warders that get up and walk away with one of the Aes Sedai. Is it? Is it's it Alana? Alana. It's, it's Alana, yeah. And they're going to, they're going my note says, then two warders and an Aes Sedai leave, dot, 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 to fuck? Question oh, mark? A hundred percent. There is no question mark on that. No question mark. They were, they were going to do the dirty, the dirty Definitely. dance for sure. Um, uh, the knave is even like, did they just? Yeah, are they going to? And and uh, our boy lands like, uh, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> By the way, I think I asked in the very first episode about like, what is the nature of Lan and Moraine's relationship? Like, is it you know work or are they you know are they banging as well? I, after watching this episode, like. Again, still not confirmed, but I'm pretty sure they also. You, you know. think it's boring sex? I don't you, like just missionary. <laughs> yeah, dude, just like <laughs> just very. Sta- they have that nice, like you know, sexy bath time together. They, you know, well, right? Know but there was no affection. Like he just like walks up, like uh, just a normal. Just, you know, I mean, maybe they're just very comfortable with each other's bodies. Lan looks like he's into some weird. Like, like tantric shit. Oh, okay. He's he's into like flexible positions. Oh, uh, yeah, yeah. That's, Kama that's Sutra. my take. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. And dude. Moraine, like, she's like you know business in the streets, like monster in the sheets. If you know what I mean. <laughs> uh yeah. I definitely think they're, you know, they have a very close relationship obviously so it's good stuff this whole scene around the campfire is uh fun it, this is i think kind of where i started to like nanave a bit more um yes like yeah, i said I she was showing more of her personality rather than just before where she was just kind of like mad and like right oh i don't also, like you I, I don't trust you yeah i didn't believe the acting in the first episode yeah i'm kind of with you and uh, and this came off good. Uh, yeah. I was I was a fan of this. She she did uh, perform this all really well. So good for her. For sure. So yeah. So we we do get a nice conversation here from Lan and Marine. Um, Lan says that this uh, that our boy Loghain is ten years too old at least to be the dragon. And he also asks her very interestingly if he's as strong as. Uh, Egwene as Egg. Uh, I found that interesting that he singled out her as being possibly the most powerful. Uh, Moraine says she doesn't think so, but she's not sure. Yeah, it's... I wonder if it's just because they are so much younger and she's the only one who's, like, knowing how to use her power so far, right, to some extent. Or if it's just simply like they have a fucking uh, they have scouters a Saiyan scouter on yeah they and scouted like, yeah. and Egg has over nine thousand for sure right gotcha um, <laughs> Lan says confirmed over nine thousand confirmed. confirmed Lan says listen the dark one isn't after Magic Man here Logan so that should tell tell us something 
And Moraine here has an interesting line. She says, she doesn't think he knows any more about who the dragon is than they do. And, and Lan's like, I Lan's don't like, know if that's... Yeah, I don't know if that's terrifying or comforting. Like, <laughs> this, is, this isn't helping here, Moraine. Uh, Moraine cannot believe that they lost uh, the others, you know, the four others, after looking for them for so long. And um, Lan's basically like, listen, it was my fault. I lost them. And she's like, listen, your failures are my failures. And then Lan's like, well, I shouldn't have had that drink. You always get emotional when I drink. And um, this was where I was like, oh, yeah, they definitely bang. They well, it's funny because bang. it was still just so, um, so, like, awkward. Because yeah. they're just they're just sitting right next to each other on the bed. And the camera is, like, pulling away from them, from behind them, and, like, they don't move an inch. They don't just move like, at all. They're probably sitting, their shoulders are maybe like eight inches from touching each other, and they're just still on the bed. And it's just like, how do you start that from that position? You just go, well, is it time to fuck? Okay. Yes, exactly that. Like, well, is it's it just like a duty at that point. It's not even like a fucking, like something they're looking forward to. It's just like, okay, well, I guess it's time for that. Listen, I'm not going to comment on whether or not these two have an ultra exciting sex life. All I can tell you is that they definitely bang and that they're my two favorite characters by an absolute mile. I think that, that their way. sex life is what I'm really interested in in this show. Oh, definitely. Definitely, definitely. Yeah. Um, they're awesome, and I love them. And I thought this was some interesting stuff. I, I love where he's like, I don't know if that's terrifying or comforting. Right. Uh, it's very good. So we get some stuff back with the Tinkers at this point. Oh, um, look, it's not, like, incredible, but there's another very good uh, banger of a line. Yeah, okay. Uh, Fair enough. I... I think it's shit. Actually, I can't remember who was said to, but it's said by Isla. <laughs> oh, it must be so, it must be Perrin then, because he's talking to her while the young dude hits on Egg. I remember right, that. right, 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 right. Yes. So sh- she says, um, "What greater revenge to violence than peace? What greater revenge to death than life?" And I just thought that so th- this was she's talking about like like the act of like doing nothing right. Sure. She, oh, this is it. She tells a story of finding her daughter dead. Yeah. Right. Uh, like ravaged and dead by you know the, these men who found her in the woods, and she was like, "It took everything I could, you know, to uh, not take the the spear out of my daughter's chest and hunt them down the way that they hunted her." And Perrin asks. I mean, why didn't you? Like, why why not get your revenge? And then she drops that line, what greater revenge to violence than peace? Like, I mean, that that if there's any way to, to spit in violence's face, it's it's to offer peace, right? And vice versa, right? You know, for, for revenge, uh, death, and life. Sure. Right? So I just thought it was a good line. And uh, Perrin was like, oh, okay, fucking I guess I'm just not into violence anymore. <laughs> I guess I'm just a pacifist now. Yep, yeah, that's it, yep. Parent, anyway, good me, line. Dude. That's it. Uh, Randikin then has a nightmare about uh, Dracula Man again. <laughs> um, they wake up and Matt is missing. 
uh, spoiler alert, he has possessed, murdered the entire family. Uh, it sucks. And also, the fade is here. Uh, he's just hanging out in the attic. <laughs> and uh, Matt, like, points... We see him holding the dagger here. I hope Tom and... Well, Tom may not. Tom is not with them at this point, but God, I hope, I hope Randikin like notices that he's got this dagger and that like maybe does something about it. But I don't know. Uh, Tom basically is like, "Hey, to Randikin, he's like, get him out of here." Uh, and he seems to be holding his own against the Fade. Like we see a tiny little bit of their fight here, and he's he's doing all right. I don't know. I mean, because we haven't seen him die on screen, he's going to make it out he's, somehow. He, Yeah, for sure. But it, it doesn't seem like the fade is just like, like you know, dumpstering him. Like, it's it's a fight. Right, uh, for sure. Matt and Randy can basically ride off. Uh, also, Matt dropped the doll, which is very sad. <laughs> uh, yeah, you know what's funny is, like, I didn't, like, I, I so my notes are very sporadic through this section. Uh-huh. Because it was very interesting and yeah, I, I just, dude, it took me like two hours to watch this episode because I had to keep pausing to like write stuff down. It was ridiculous. Right. Um, my notes were, um, okay, bad dream. Okay, what the fuck? Something is wrong with Matt. I think Matt is possessed. Did Matt kill this family? Yes, he definitely killed this family. Oh my god. Okay, there's a fate here. Also, Tom's a badass, and they leave. <laughs> your notes are amazing. I think we should just read your notes verbatim if they're all like that. I don't think we'd have it. anybody listen to our <laughs> show <laughs> if we only read my notes. I'm way into that. Uh, I think the entire, yeah, the entire rest of this, uh, this, this episode now, from this point on, is uh, what I like to refer to as the good stuff. It's all, it's all I said I camp stuff, which is what. I was most interested in, so I was into it. Cool. Um, Talk about it. Leandrin and Karene are having a convo here. Uh, Leandrin tells Karene they've got hundreds of miles to the White Tower. They will never make it while holding him. Uh, And if he were to, quote-unquote, break out, uh, the three oaths would allow us to gentle him. And Karene is basically like, listen... The White Tower has stood for 3,000 years because we do what is right, not what is easy. And she basically, she gives her some shit here. She's like, you, a red of all people, should should know that and should be reminding me of that. Basically, she's calling her out on her bullshit. She's like, you're like the justice, you know, department over here. Justice. And you're trying to, like, find this loophole here so we can, you know, like gentle him like that's not cool uh, dude i want i want them to gentle me if you know what i mean i unfortunately always know what you mean <laughs> <laughs> uh then landon and nave landon and nave has ha- have had several moments throughout this episode they're definitely getting more chummy um they have a this chat. is a great scene it was a fantastic scene lan is like praying and doing some like ritual stuff it seems like this is like a daily thing for him um, she says some words in the old tongue and he's like, Oh, I didn't know you spoke the old tongues. And she said, I don't, it was the last thing her parents said to her before they were basically killed. She doesn't even know what they mean. 
And Lan explains to her that it's what the last king of Manatherin said to his wife before going into the battle they knew they'd lose. We got story Ooh, time. Scotty. What? Scotty, can I say the quote? Can I say it? You can say the quote for <laughs> sure, bud. If your notes are, are any indication, this is probably the one good note you have. <laughs> so I'll let you do it. Okay, do you want me to say it now or you want me to say it say later? Say it now, buddy. Say okay, it loud okay, and okay. proud. <clears throat> the build, this is not worth this build up, pal. <clears throat> Just fucking say the quote. Uh, it's, it's. I hate you. We shall go into the land, so our children can always hold us. We will never be alone. Mm. Mm. It's good mm-hmm. stuff. Nanave basically admits she's like, listen, you're kind of not what I thought you were. And they they have a good moment. They're they're definitely having more respect for each other here. Uh, there, a nice little moment there is rudely interrupted. Uh, Logain, Magic Man, his army is here. It has arrived. Uh, Leandrin and Karene, who are the ones, the pair, currently tending to Magic Man. Um, she's like, ah, Leandrin's like, don't worry, no army can get past seven full sisters. So I'm guessing they definitely have some, like, lesser like ranking yeah lesser they do also mention like a time when they were novices right yes they do so full sister must be like a rank like full hard right right so like like, not like a chub (laughs) it's like a full hard full hard for sure so (laughs) novices are basically padawan like the other the the non-named sisters here are probably like just regular old Jedi knights and then our named our big people here are probably like masters is kind of what I am Right, this too. right, or it's like like Genning, no, uh, Chuni, and no, Joni. Lame, boo, 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 boo. Uh, <laughs> Magic Man. Then you mean you're not a Naruto fan? <laughs> I fucking hate you. Magic Man busts out uh, with a big old blast, uh, knocks them into the walls, and we get a big fight here. Um. Yeah, the well, Nave so can hold we, her own. She's she's fighting pretty good against these army dudes. She uh, well, she seems like a little bit kind of just lost in the sauce and just she, like yeah. reactive. She's scrappy though. She can scrap. Yeah, yeah. Um, I mean, yeah, we saw her stab that fucking trollic right That's in the chest. True. That's true. That's um, phenomenal. <laughs> I did take a note here. I feel like whether this was intentional or not, but or if we'll even get more of this because I feel like Logan might be kind of done after this mm-hmm. episode, but. It, I definitely got the feeling that like he was just kind of biding his time to yes. weaken them. Because th- th- he did not, he didn't break a sweat, like, you know, like having them suppress him right. this whole time. Uh, I almost yeah, feel he like he just explodes like nothing. Yeah, he explodes out of there easy. I also feel like maybe when he almost broke out when Moraine and Alana was testing him, like he was probably just like testing the waters, you know, like seen how much like hey can i break out of this oh yeah i got it i'll just wait till my army gets here yeah uh, type of situation but um yeah so big fight up top uh lan and the other warders and alana uh are big fighting up top um 
Are they big fighting though? They're big fighting. It's a, it's a big old <laughs> battle. I, I will say like there was something about the visual effects in this episode that I also really liked. I think I liked the way this fight looked more than even like the first episode. The Trolloc fight, yeah. Yeah, it was I just agree. cool. Like it all looked great. Um uh the arrow scene was fucking rad. That was cool as shit. That yeah, was Lana did so that. So cool. Yeah, she just freezes all the arrows in midair and then just like turns them slightly and waits for them to run under them and then just drops them on them. It was yeah, very, very it was cool. Fucking cool. Uh Magic Man just melts the cage. Um he's like, Yeah, I'm out of here, but like fucking girl Moraine strolls in first. She says, Listen. The others will be here soon, so we don't have much time to talk. And she's like, why should I believe that you're the dragon reborn? And he tells her he can hear the whispers of all the thousand dragons before him, all his other lives. And they're teaching him to be better this time. That's why the wheel turns their spirits out again. It wants them to learn. And this is when Moraine is like, listen, bud, the wheel doesn't want anything. It kind of just is like it, it, the wheel doesn't seem to have a will. It just, you know, she says something like like the mountains and the rivers don't want anything. Right. It just is. It just exists. Um, and she says specifically, it's people who want. And the dragon or fake dragon Logan dude here says, well, what do you want? And she's like, I want you to know that the whispers you hear are madness. And that, oh, this is so good. I fucking love Marine. She says, as strong as you are, your power is just a trickle. A pinprick of candlelight against a raging sun that will be the dragon reborn. Such good shit. I fucking love that sick scene there between them talking. Yeah, I I have to admit myself a little a little disappointed that that they didn't do battle, right? Like like with her slow entrance. I mean, I do I do love the dialogue. I love the the talk. See, I I I really love that because specifically I think that gives us a lot of like I said insight into Moraine's character. Like she is the one who is going to stop and have a conversation and not just rush into battle like, you know, like like Leandrin recklessly yeah she she's not reckless she's gonna be like hey let's talk about this and see if this is something that yeah definitely right, needs to right. be done but then when I do have to throw down I will fucking throw down I I agree I okay. definitely like I could have seen them having this exchange and then him not agreeing and then her being like so be it then sure fair right. enough uh would have loved of to that, see her fight is I would yeah I d- agreed Totally agreed. Um, as they're kind of finishing this conversation, basically before Moraine can do anything, uh, Karene is kind of waking up. And uh, she blasts him back like into the wall. Uh, Leandrin's up too, and all three of them start to get the shield up again on him. He manages to kind of, he's he's getting suppressed, but he manages to squeeze off like this dark spear shot, this little triple spear action at each of them. Um, and it looked like, it seemed to me that Karene basically put up a shield on the other two, 
uh, but was not able to get either either did not have enough power or not time or whatever uh, to get one up on herself. It, it, more or less, she sacrificed herself for the other two. Uh, and she, right. she this was Corinne, right? This is Corinne. Yes. Right. Okay. Uh, so she gets it. Uh, she, we don't know for sure yet, but she is for sure dead. Um, the battle's kind of looking bad at this point. Uh, and then Alana summons just an ultra spirit bomb. Like she powers up big time and fucks up basically the rest of magic man's army, including the King dude. I, he looks like he's dead. I yeah, I mean, th- there's still more people coming, but but she, uh, Alana's like, you all go to the cave. Like, I- I'll I'll take care of this shit. Right. Um, and <laughs> it was already fucking rad to this point, but this is where I stopped in my notes and wrote in all caps, "Oh shit, does it get real here, dude?" You're talking about land, right? Well, I mean, all I mean, this it, whole this like, whole sequence, uh, it's so good, dude. They're they're trying to hold him. Uh, Moraine tells Leandrin she's channeling too much that she'll burn herself out. Leandrin's like, I don't care. He killed our sister. Um, which which is pretty badass. I think that made me like Leandrin a little a little bit more. Uh, the rest of them rush in. Like this is like the warders and the nave. Basically, everybody except Atlanta at this point. Um, and I had to freaking give my boy Steppenwolf shit here. I'm like, I liked you, but you're an idiot. Uh, he tries to, uh, do the old jumping double axe to, uh, Magic Man, but they've, they've got like the shield up on him. Like he's being partly shielded. So he just hits that. And then his axes fucking explode, sending shrapnel everywhere, fucking up our entire crew. Uh, Moraine gets, like, one of the shafts, like, a whole, she got a whole shaft of wood in her stomach. But the worst, I, I'm like, not Lan, no! Dude gets his throat just slit. Just Dude. one of the axe pieces just goes Terrible. right, right across his throat. I was freaking out, dude. My note in all caps is, "Oh fuck, Lan, nah, my guy, nah, 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 bro, nah, <laughs> please no." <laughs> dude, I was freaking the fuck out. I was like, "You cannot do this to my guy, Lan." Yeah, but enter what Sandman. Happens, Zach? What fucking <laughs> happens? Uh. Our girl in the nave is like, hey, fucking check this shit out. Check. Guess what? I'm numero cinco, apparently. Fuck uh, yes. Yeah, she freaks out. She sees Lan. She goes up to him. She starts screaming. And uh, uh, homeboy Logan looks like, uh, what's the what's the quote? Like a candle. A like pinprick. a raging sun. Right, like a candle held next to a raging sun, or yeah. something like that. Yeah, uh, because the nave, he is shook by her power. Yeah, yeah, she has this massive outburst. She does heal Lan. Uh, does she also heal everybody else? She heals them all. Yeah, she she okay. got to the end of the RPG, uh, the White Mage class, and she learned that ultimate party heal spell. 
um, <laughs> that just heals your entire party for like full, right. full uh, HP. Yeah. Right. Uh, right. She, she like is like bursting with energy. And yeah, Magic Man is so shook and he's just like, like tears coming out of his eyes and he just says, you know, re re quotes, he retweets what Moraine told him. He was like, like a raging sun. Yeah. Uh, it was yeah. badass. Yeah, it was very fucking good. Um, at this time, all the Aes Sedai, they go ahead and gentle Loghain. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, the way they do this is interesting. Uh, Leandrin like jumps up and she yells to link with her and they all sync up their Bluetooth to her and they all touch tips. Yeah. And she, she has a pretty, pretty badass line here. She says, we are taking back the power that nature itself does not want you to hold. And yeah, they, he's, they like yank that power basically right out of him. It's uh, it's not looking good for our boy Magic Man. <laughs> yeah, no. So, so I mean, from what I understand, like doing this process does not actually kill. Right. So he he, it does sound like he will be alive. Right. But did I just he's... sound like fucking Christopher? Did I sound like Christopher Walk? <laughs> I can't do it now. <laughs> no, you, you ruined it. Yeah, he he's. It seems like he's definitely gonna be alive, uh, unless they did some sort of super ultra gentling. Um, super ultra gent. Super ultra gentling. <laughs> Those seem to be opposing ideas, but uh, yeah, I, he just won't have access to the power at all. And if Tom, our boy Tom, is to be believed, he will never be the same. And might end up eventually yeah. killing himself, also. So, right, right, yeah. Um, and that's basically so, the end of the episode. Yeah, I guess. So this this is obviously why I'm like, okay, I guess Nanave is the uh, right Mambo fifth. number five. Yeah, Mambo number five. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Lou Bega for sure. Lou Bega. Can we just call her Lou Bega from now on? Dude, hell yeah. Okay, let's talk about the the Luna only thing Neva. <laughs> Luna Neva. That's not bad. Uh the only thing that matters is that Lana's alive. I was so worried. But he's alive. He's fine. They show him at the end. And I was Yeah. Like, okay, that's all that matters. I'm good now. That's cool. Yep. Yep, 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 yep. Yeah, it's it's funny. Like it's not so much like the one piece problem where it's like, "Ah, they're scared to do it." Cuz like I would have been fucking upset had they done it. <laughs> No, it's not like that. No, no, no. Yeah, it's definitely not like that. Um, yeah, man. Fuck, this was a banger of an episode. This episode was incredible. I loved it. Well, most of it, I should say. <laughs> All the parts of the Ice and I camp were fantastic. I mean, so look, much good lore. Even even the the sections of the of the show that like you didn't care for like care for weren't bad no, i just, care for him zach did i care for him did you care for him hey fuck you all right <laughs> uh, fair fair um you know they they weren't bad it just it just wasn't it just wasn't up to snuff compared yeah. to everything else that was happening it couldn't compare to the rest of it but also again i liked pairing but <sighs> And I liked Matt, and I liked Tom. I still like them a little bit, I guess. But like, 
Moraine and Lan are distancing themselves from the pack. Like, they are far and away my favorite two characters, and I just want to spend all the time with them because they kick ass. I love them both. Yeah, I I like Tom quite a bit. I think he's I think he's up there. I hope he's all right, and we will yeah, get more same. of him. I uh, did claim he was my new favorite character last week, and now I'm already abandoning him. <laughs> <laughs> I'm very fickle. Yeah. You know what's interesting though is, so far I haven't felt any interest in like, like the the dark side, like the the villains. Yeah, I are we to assume Dracula Man is just the dark one, or do you think he's like a servant of the dark one? I like I, I am assuming he's the dark one. I'm assuming he's a pretty that lame well. looking villain. You think he's lame? I <laughs> yes, I do think he's lame. I just feel like he's he's not really represented in any real form yet. He's just kind of like shadowy with like flaming eyes. Yeah, and know. it's just a little lame, you know. <laughs> All right, fair enough. I, I mean, I, I'm what I'm saying is, I don't think that's his like final form. Fi- yeah, <laughs> exactly. <laughs> he has to transform a couple times, you know, raise his power level, uh, eat a couple sensu beans, eat a couple sensu beans. Yeah, make a wish on the Dragon Balls. Um, yeah, I, I, I you're right. We haven't got a lot on like the evil side. I honestly the one kind of evilish dude who we have gotten a little bit on was that uh seeker kind of dude and he seems a little interesting but we didn't see him this episode. The seeker. Yeah, the guy like the the guy that kills Isodai. Like he's got their rings. Oh, right. Nah, he's okay. The white, the white cloak guy. I mean, the questioner. Guy. Yeah, questioner, that's what it is. Yeah. yeah. He's okay. Okay, Zach has decided he's just okay. He's just... We, we haven't gotten enough of him. Well, right, that's what I'm saying. You can't decide he's okay when we barely know him yet. Well, from what I know of him, he's just okay. <laughs> okay, fair <laughs> <enough>. <laughs> You're just okay. Um, Yeah, I mean, look, man, final thoughts. Best episode of the season so far. Definitely. Uh, I do find it hard to... um think that this will be topped yeah this one was real good it had a lot going for it a lot yeah. going for it interesting lore great dialogue uh good character insights a banger of an action sequence surprise Threesomes. intrigue yeah 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 it was yeah. good shit i was way it, into it, it it was very good so uh, do you have any other final thoughts, man? I don't think so. We've ran this one pretty long. Uh, who who is uh, who's the winner of the episode? Yeah, it's gotta be. It's gotta be Nanave, right? Yeah? yeah. Okay. Yeah, that's that, it's that's definitely what I have. gotta be Nanave. We saw some personality from her. Uh, she, you know, started to become more chummy with some characters, and then she leveled up big time. Yeah, it could also be Alana for getting that uh, Devil's Three Way going. <laughs> so. Yeah. But that's you know that's just Runner that's up. just old hat for her. She's just she's doing that all the time. That's just so. another day it's in the not, life. That's You're just right. another day in the life for her. That's nothing yeah. new. Good on you, Alana. You yeah, get good that. On you you get the devil's three way. We love it. Cool. Well, I think that's gonna do it for us. Uh, if you guys could not already tell, 
You guys need to get through episode four, if you haven't already, before you uh, make a final decision on this yes, show. Because that was a banger. Spoilers for episode four. <laughs> oh, yeah. Hey, by the way, guys, there's spoilers in this episode. <laughs> <laughs> Fucking hell, man. See, we remember to do the, the winner of the week, and then we forget to do yeah. the easy yeah, yeah, shit. Yeah. Listen, if they've listened to any of these episodes, they fucking better know by now that we do spoilers, goddammit. Yeah, fair enough. All right. Uh, look, go hit us up on the Twitter and on the Instagram at We Don't Want a Pod. We are also on Facebook. Uh, go, you know, hang out with us there. Uh, check out our other series if you have not already. We've got the We Don't Want a One Piece, where I dive through uh, the first kind of hundred and something episodes of One Piece for the very first time. Uh, and then our other show. We Don't Want a Harry Potter, where Scott dives into the Harry Potter series for the very first time. We are actually in the middle of wrapping that up. Uh, only a couple episodes left. Uh, so that Close is a, a very, very, very fun time. Uh, definitely go check those out if you haven't already. Also, tell your friends, tell your family, tell your grandmothers about the We Don't Want a podcast. Because you know we love grandmas here. This is a podcast for grandmas by grandmas. You heard it here. <laughs> You gotta stop that. <laughs> you mean you're not a grandma, Scott? Uh, d- debatable. <laughs> Masturbatable. Oh, man. All right. We will catch you guys next week for another episode of The Wheel of Time. We hope you guys are loving the show. We'll see you next time. Bye bye. <laughs> <laughs>